0: Tuesday, April 3rd, having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, right, I want to take you to a story out of CNS News. On March 12th, the governor of Washington signed into law a bill amending the state's Uniform Parentage Act. This act officially permits women to be paid for carrying someone else's child, in other words, surrogate motherhood. It legalizes commercial surrogacy. Sponsors of the bill insist that the goal of the legislation is to reduce suffering of infertile couples, but its real-world result would be to further commodify human life and exploit desperate women. A 2016 Chicago Tribune study of fertility clinics in 10 different cities found that 10 to 20 percent of donor eggs are actually going to gay men having babies via surrogacy. And in a lot of places, that number is up to 50 percent from just five years ago. These suffering infertile couples, well, of course, they're infertile. They're homosexual couples. Harry, how is it that this community has had so much leverage on an issue that is so
1: controversial? There's a couple of things here, Tom. First of all, in terms of your direct question, the LGBTQ community, which has 3% of the population, has an outsized effect in the culture because it is able to tap into the heartbeat of a secular culture, which is propelled by what Romans 1 reveals. If you want to read the death spiral of our culture, just read Romans 1, 18 through the end of the chapter, in which a culture falls into the death spiral. That then comes under the judgment of God, and the judgment of God is first sexual promiscuity that pervades a society, then sexual perversion that pervades the society, and then the social approval of sexual promiscuity and sexual perversion. But what fuels it is rebellion against God. They know God, but they will not acknowledge God. And so when a society sets its heart and its mind to being a godless society, which we have done under the rubric of secularism, Then all ethical restraints eventually fall away until you have absolute chaos. In other words, it is every man does what is right in his own eyes. Therefore, there is no right or wrong. There's only my right and my wrong. So now we're told there are no boundaries for marriage. Marriage can be whatever we want to as long as it's two consenting adults. If now the sanctity of life and the bringing forth of life into this world, historically it has been. We have a responsibility that we bring forth life, biologically, a man and a woman in the context of marriage so that the child has parents and the child has the stability of a family. Now we have said, no, we're going to redefine family by redefining marriage. If you'll remember, we constantly said in the Obergefell decision that it is a fabrication of marriage. It isn't marriage. It can't be marriage. Marriage is a conjugal, procreative monogamous heterosexual relationship. Well, A, it's not heterosexual in same-sex marriage. It's not conjugal in same-sex marriage, and it can't procreate. So there is the perversity of the conjugal relationship, and then there is the editing of what it means to be procreative. And so now you cannot have a conjugal relationship, and you can't have a procreative Relationship, but we want to have quote unquote children, so what will we do? Well, we'll hire out the sperm or we'll hire out the egg, and we will hire out, in the case of two men in a same sex marriage, we'll hire out a womb. And so now we have commodified children. The mantra in the state of Washington is these are consenting people, and as long as the people are consenting, it doesn't matter what we do. There was a program in a magazine called Ripley's Believe It or Not in which they gave awards for astonishing achievements. Well, one of them every year was somebody trying to break the record of how many dominoes they could put in place and then they would fall. These amazingly architectural and intricate configurations where dominoes would be falling all the way around the room. Well, that's what we're seeing in our culture. What's the next domino to fall? In the sexual revolution, the domino to fall because of the fact that sexual promiscuity is going to bring unwanted children. The domino that fell was the sanctity of life, and abortion becomes the sacrament of the sexual revolution. And then comes the domino of the sanctity of marriage, and then the sanctity of family, and now the sanctity of procreation.
0: Harry, just yesterday we talked about the fact that abortion has brought in this death culture, a surrogacy, which, by the way, is outlawed in the state of New York. What will be the outcome 20 years from now as we look at the issue of surrogacy and homosexual couples raising children?
1: One of the fundamental casualties of same-sex marriage is children growing up in a fatherless or motherless home. And now with the surrogacy industry, women are going to be further objectified childbearing is going to become objectified. It'll become an industry that will require governmental regulation. What you also begin to see is the inevitable mandating of people's participation in this industry of surrogacy and eventually governmental support, taxpayer support, all of those things. So the destruction of the family is furthered. The destruction of marriage is furthered. The joy of childbearing is destroyed. And of course, the sense that When you look at a child, a husband and a wife are able to look at each other and they're able to say, look what God has brought forth and there's some of me and some of you. And here it is in this child. Isn't it amazing, the blessings of God? Now, this child that we are invested in, spiritually, maritally, familial investment, and our own personal being is invested as God has brought forth this life through us. Now let's invest in the life of this child. Whatever we do, we must not idolize this child. But whatever we do, we must now raise to adulthood a child that's able to leave us and cleave to another. And that's what takes place in a true marriage, leaving and cleaving. In the fabrication of same sex marriage, there is no true leaving and there is no true cleaving, and therefore there is no true propagation of a next generation. There is only the manipulation of technology, the objectivization of women, and the process of having a child, and now the child will be raised as a commodity that was manufactured in a home, rather than a person who was brought forth through the instrumentality of a husband and a wife and the sacredness of a marriage bed. So, Tom, again, we're back to Christians understanding what is taking place in the culture and bringing forth in the culture the witness and stability of not only a Christian world and life view, but a Christian world and lifestyle where our marriages are not only physically framed, male and female, but spiritually founded in the life and hope of Christ and joyfully presenting to the world the stability and the testimony of a Christian marriage and Christian family and covenant children raised in and for Christ, in which the grace of God overcomes our sin and we're able to show to the world that Embracing God's law by the power of God's grace is joy in life. Rebellion against God's law simply brings deadness, despair, and destruction, and ultimate destruction in life. Come to a better way, and that way is Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life.
0: Harry, on Wednesday's edition of Today in Perspective, I want to take you to a story around an archaeological dig in Jerusalem's old city. Some interesting things have been discovered.
1: Yeah, there's an interesting discipline that developed out of the 19th century called archaeology. And it's been interesting to watch its impact in the affirmation and proclamation and propagation of biblical Christianity. Another find has added to the affirmed veracity of God's word as truth.
0: We'll deal with that on Wednesday's edition of Today in Perspective. As we close out, let me challenge you to download the Briarwood app. If you haven't done so already, with this app you'll have resources that will challenge your walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a great tool and a great asset for your walk. It is available through Google Play, the Windows Store, Amazon Apps, and the Apple App Store. Simply go to your favorite app store, type in Briarwood PCA. This is yours free of charge. We'll do stop by again tomorrow, Wednesday, as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today in perspective.